0: experienced any blackouts, stretches of time. Welcome back everyone. It's us, Jose and Mason. Hi, we're here.
1: Mason, I'm Jose. I, what? No. Oh, I'm sorry. We shouldn't confuse people.
0: I'm Mason. <laughs> we shouldn't confuse people after being off the air for like two months after we were like, hey, we're back. <laughs> yep. Hey, listen, yep. guys. It's very funny, Mason, because the last episode, I don't know if you listened to it, but at the beginning I put a little disclaimer where I was like, hey, this one was supposed to come out in November. We've been busy, but we're back and then we were gone for a
1: month. <laughs> well, you are uh, you are going to school. It's yeah. very difficult. Uh, You've got you're working. You're going to school. I'm just working, so I'm fine. Yeah, I, am, I will be 30 when I graduate. Probably mm-hmm. 30, 35. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Right, it's crazy. You think you're gonna graduate? <laughs> that's 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 what the school said to me on the first day.
0: <laughs> Where I was like, "So how old I will I be when I graduate?" And they're like, "Graduate, ah, oh, kid, Oh, man." Um yeah, but we're back though. We're we're fully we're fully back, so we say. Yep. Um, we're For here, sure. guys. Uh, we missed you. Uh, we hope you missed us. Yep. And we've got a very fun episode today, Mason. We're gonna be talking about mysterious people in mysterious situations, you know?
2: Mm.
1: That's but. what I like to think about like that's what I think other people think about me every time I'm at mm. a bar, but really I'm just screaming about sports and aliens. <laughs> I like to think people are like, look at him. What is this his mysterious deal? guy in this mysterious situation? And then I'm just like, honestly, OJ Simpson, despite the murders and the arrests, a phenomenal running back.
0: And they're like, wow, he's. <laughs> they're just like, I lie. wish you'd stop. I wish <laughs> you'd stop talking. <laughs> the to mystery us. is shattered. You're just a kook. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've got a couple of different. I think we've got about seven people on this list, and it's people who found themselves. In you know some sort of mysterious event or unsolved uh, case, uh, but the biggest mystery, aside from already the case being strange, the heart of it is this person who was never identified, or the like, how they came to be in the situation or where they came from, is to this day still a mystery. Uh, we've got a couple of, uh, ones on here that people have probably heard of. Um, so, oh, before we get into it though, I do want to say today is January sixteenth. Uh, it is my mom's birthday. So mom, if you're listening,
1: happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Birthday. I don't think I don't think I gave my mom a shout out and she's gonna text me about it. Oh yeah,
0: she's gonna be like, oh, so Jose mm-hmm. can can wish his mom a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Huh?
1: So thanks for that, Jose. That was really cool. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Um I, I exist solely to to have your mom text you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whether it be in a good or bad way, I'm just here to make sure that she texts you. Anyway. So, uh, let's get into it. You ready? Yeah. All right. The first one on our list, Mason, is The Somerton Man. You ever heard of this one? I have not. Ooh. This sounds mysterious already, though. It's kind of mysterious. and should read the scrap mm-hmm. of sure. paper... <laughs> Tommen should? Should he or should he not? I
1: don't know. Tommen should, it should be T A M A N S H U D. Just for our listeners out yeah, there who, who think you just said Tommen should, it's TAMAN should.
0: Mm. Tommen should read the scrap of paper torn from a rare book of Persian poetry. The words translated to, it is finished. But they didn't offer Australian investigators much clarity but it was all they had to go on when they came upon a man's body at Somerton Beach back in 1948. An examination of the body raised more questions than answers. There were no signs of violence, and almost all the labels on his clothes had been cut off. He wasn't carrying any ID, and autopsy was not able to determine the cause of death. However, three medical witnesses testified that what it was was not natural, whatever caused his
1: death. So, and I would assume a medical witness is just like somebody who examined the body? Yeah. No, As it was just to someone like who like a happened doctor to be, who saw what happened. Yeah,
0: it's it's someone who just happened to be walking by the investigation and was like, "Oh, whatever it was, it probably wasn't natural." So, uh or someone uh, who a- saw the the body be moved, thus making
1: them a medical witness. <laughs> I have a PhD and uh, I can tell you it's not natural. You just sorry, walked but- you just walked up here. <laughs> what's
0: your what's your PhD in? Does it mm, Math. Hmm. Okay, so that doesn't probably doesn't. Make I you can the tell best. you two
1: things. Two plus two doesn't equal five, and whatever killed that guy wasn't natural. Wow. Medical witness. <laughs> we'll write that down. Two plus two doesn't <laughs> equal five.
0: So detectives theorize that he may have consumed a poison so rare that it could quickly kill and then disappear without a trace. But no oh, poison. Oh, like was found so, in like this system. is.
1: This is like toddler rules of like, I have a poison and it's like, I have a poison, I have a poison detector. (laughs) Well, I have a poison that doesn't have any taste. Okay. Well, I could tell the poison after I died though. Well, this poison disappears immediately. That's what killed him. That's, that's the best police work that they had (laughs) was a poison. Like, I mean, that is like seriously shit at the wall of just like, maybe just maybe was it a poison that. Is it possible that nobody knows about? Is it a secret poison that was only been used in this one murder? Hmm. Could be. I'm going to write Johnson, that down. that's good detective write, that's, work. You know what? You're employee of the month for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was an air bubble injected into his bloodstream. Was it that? Is that a real thing? Have you heard I that don't theory? I know. I've never heard that. that. If you, like, inject a bubble of air into somebody... It kills them because it like stops their heart or something in their bloodstream.
0: Is that, why, is that why I'm always farting? Because my body's trying to save me.
1: I don't think so because I don't think you <laughs> fart blood. Well, actually, if you do, you should Wait, go to a doctor. You don't fart blood. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! We need oh, to end no. the po- We need a medical witness. Honestly, <laughs> we need to stop the podcast. And you need to immediately go to the hospital. <laughs>
0: uh this is <laughs> this is what Robert uh, C- Cowan. Uh, a government yeah. chemical analyst uh, who examined samples taken from the body said, do you, do you want to take this? Give me your best Australian Ooh. accent here.
1: I think the uh, immediate cause of death was heart failure, but I am unable to say what factor caused the heart failure. It's pretty good. Turned into JFK. Yeah, it, was like it started J- off It's
0: better. the 1940s. That's probably what all Australians sound like.
1: Uh, that's uh, true. I do uh, like to think that if JFK was Australian, <laughs> yeah. welcome to my new one-man show, the if Australian JFK. JFK.
0: Was... Yes. Uh, and, uh, when he gets shot, he says, like, um, what's an Australian thing that they would say? I
2: was
0: well, going to say bloody, I, <laughs> what'd you say?
1: I would just, I would assume when you get shot, you say, ow, <laughs> but that would be my guess.
0: So the number, uh, so, so sorry. So soon after, uh, a, in a car parked near the beach, they found a book that, uh, the paper was torn from. It seemed that the book was literally just like the window was open, and someone walked in and threw the book in because the man who the car belonged to had never seen the book before, um, and it was just dumped in his car. Uh, so soon after, uh, they found this uh, inside. Wait, so they
1: find? Did he like? Did the guy find the book? And yeah, he did. The police. He like okay. yeah. So
0: he went to his car and was okay. like, "What the fuck is this?" Book? I, they weren't so just like, "Hey, there's
1: mm. a book in there." You think that's suspicious? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so soon. Uh, so inside the book was found a handwritten cipher and a phone number. The number belonged to Jessica Thompson, a nurse in Somerton who said she'd never seen the mysterious man before. Her neighbors said otherwise, claiming that the man had knocked on Thompson's door the day before he was found dead on the beach. It wasn't until Thompson passed away that her daughter came forward with the claim that her mother was a former Soviet spy who had an affair with a mysterious man. The story of the unknown man made headlines across Australia and New Zealand, and his fingerprints and photograph were sent around the world, including to England, America, and English-speaking countries in Africa. A letter dated January 1949, signed by FBI Director John Edgar Hoover, confirmed cool that guy. The,
1: That's a cool guy. I he's just, the best for guy. For everybody to know, yeah, he's, he did he's a lot of super cool really things. Cool. Like,
0: he's probably one of the best men I've ever read about. He confirmed that the U.S. had found no match for his fingerprints in its files. A number of and you can trust John Edgar Hoover. Let me just say Yeah,
1: definitely not a thing that he was probably just like, nope. Yeah. Anyway. Uh,
0: A number of people would come forward to claim the body, but none of their stories ever withstood scrutiny. The body was recently exhumed, and studies are being done to see if this man was related to Thompson, and if not, just exactly who he might be. Only time will tell if we ever discover the identity of the mysterious Somerton man. Uh, so this one was interesting because like they had appealed for years to get the body exhumed, and the Australian government was just like, "Nah, no, we're not gonna do that." And then finally, they were like, "Okay, we'll do it." <laughs> All right, All right we'll it, do you, it, you know, it was literally 2019, 2019. when they agreed to exhume it, and then in 2021 they exhumed the body in March of 2021. Still no, um, no uh, results as to whether or not.
1: Um, After all recent findings, we have decided this man is dead.
0: <laughs> no, that's not what that's not what the investigation mm-hmm. was He's supposed dead. to do. <laughs> it's I want a I want a movie written by uh, Taika Waititi and um, oh God, what's the other <laughs> Jermaine guys? Clement? Yeah, uh, where it's just the the investigation of the Summerton man, and it's it's the, they get the two cops from uh, <laughs> what we do in the oh, shadows. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, good.
0: I like it. Our second one is Jerome of Sandy Cove. On September 8th, 1863, a frightening discovery was made on the beach of Sandy Cove in Nova Scotia. A young boy walking along the beach found the most partic- peculiar and particular thing <laughs> alongside a large rock was a man with both legs amputated and only partially healed, the sand stained with his blood. Beside him was a jug of water, a tin of biscuits, and nothing more.
1: I'm sorry, peculiar is what you're calling this? mm mm-hmm. A man with partial partially healed amputated legs? Yeah. You, is it's just very a peculiar little, to me. I mean, okay, I guess here's the thing. You're not wrong. It isn't not peculiar. It just feels like it's more than peculiar, mm, though. Is it? Was he dead? No, he was alive. Wait, shut up. Is he's alive? Okay, keep reading. I'm sorry. (laughs) The
0: locals who took him in attempted to speak with him, even bringing in sailors of different nationalities to see if he would speak their language. They spoke to him in Latin, French, Spanish, and Italian. But he said nothing aside from mumbling something that sounded like Jerome. And thus he came to be known by that name. He would spend his life in the community, never speaking more than a single word. He would sometimes growl at those who questioned him, and other times he would simply produce a sad smile. It is said that he was friendly to children, and loved to watch them play. He would talk to them in longer fragments, and even laugh alongside them. When asked where he came from, he only uttered the word triste, and when asked what ship, which I believe, I'm assuming I mean, that's exactly how you spell it in Spanish Triste means sad I don't know if that's also a word in another language And it's spelled the same, but I don't know And when asked what ship brought him He simply said, Colombo
1: The detective? Yeah,
0: that's what they said They're like, huh?
1: Colombo? Triste is a, um It's a port in Italy
0: Oh, there you go A port called sad Sad port
1: Wow well, it may be something different in Italian.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's uh, the same.
1: It's the capital city of the Fru- Friuli Venezia. Okay, oh, i yeah, give yeah, up yeah, on that. Sure. A region in northwest Italy.
0: Mm. Okay, so yeah, so there was many theories that he was Italian, but he never spoke to the Italian sailors either. Did they? They Did weren't they do doing the, the, the finger they thing. They didn't do the they hand thing. Mm, they weren't, so that's it. Mm. He, he didn't speak re- – he spoke, like, regular Italian. They spoke American Italian where, right. where they're not moving.
1: Or, I'm sorry. Well, I think you do th- – I think they do this move a lot, like, with, like, two hands. You know what I mean? I think they do that a lot in American Italian where yeah. classic Italian. It's just, the, it's just yeah. the one hand with the finger. It's
0: the – uh, mamma mia. Is you this know? racist? I think Italians
1: haven't had it that bad, so I think it's okay. Mm, I think you should read a little bit about what happened when America got founded, because I don't think they had a great time. When America got founded? Yeah, you know how like, they like, kind of, we, you know how we, and when I say we, I mean like the royal we of like, Scandinavian white people, treated like the Irish and Italians like garbage?
0: Well, I don't remember that.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, I guess it wasn't probably the worst, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't the
0: best. Let's just say we'll, we'll come back to it when it's, when it's mentioned. When we get a little bit bigger and someone brings it back to try to cancel us, we'll, we'll circle back to it.
1: Captain's Log would like to formally apologize to the country of Italy and all of its residents. And, and all its surrounding territories as well. As well as the greater Jersey Shore area. Yes. <laughs> just, just to cover us. Just to keep us covered. <laughs> We're making fun of American Italians, yeah, too. So. Many tri- and the people of Olive Garden. Mm, yes, the the, them the,
0: the the true essential workers, if you will. Mm, Many the tried, true
1: Italians, if you will. Yes. I think that's the most <laughs> offensive thing I've said so far.
0: <laughs> Many tried to discover Jerome's real identity with a little luck. Some guessed his amputation was punishment for attempting a mutiny on a ship, but he was dressed in a fine linen coat and his hands were smooth, not like the hands of a working man. That's literally what they said. They were like, his hands are too soft to be a working man.
1: Do you think they were like what? Do you, they like found him with his hands amputated? And they were like, check his hands. We gotta find out his yeah, background. Yeah. They were
0: like, let me see your hands. And they're just
2: wow, so so oh, soft.
0: My, oh my god. So soft. Oh
1: my god, your hands are Jerelle. so. Jerome,
0: I don't want to. And the, I'm in, assuming like he's holding the man's hand, and he's like whispering in his ear. He's like, I
1: don't want to sound weird,
0: but these Scusi. hands are so soft.
1: Scoozie?
0: Your hands are oh my god.
1: Uh.
0: So soft. Hmm. Smell good too. Don't oh, your hair oh, it smells. <laughs> your yeah. hair smells like the sea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, <laughs> yeah, any-
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So Jerome, so- <laughs> right? He's got no legs. <laughs> So he's got, um, but so we don't even know if his name's Jerome, though, right? Presumably
0: it is because he said it, but it's also like he could have said something else, and they just heard Jerome, you know, and then he never cared to 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 correct them. Well, anyway, so others speculated that he could have been the heir to a fortune, and was left on the shore by someone hoping to get his inheritance, but with Jerome not able or willing to confirm or deny any theories none could be proven and he took his mysterious past with him when he died almost 49 years later presumed to be in his 70s
1: i don't like that nobody could get that one could get this cracked so let me oh.
0: mention this he did stay with a family none the fami- of this
1: classic <laughs> captain's log none of this was true no 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 this it one was, is oh no i'm just joking yeah
0: so he did stay with a family for a good period of time i forget the name of the family and then when the wife died the um Head of the household, the husband decided to move back to Europe, so uh, Jerome was moved in with another family because the community kind of took him in, and even the government like was paying families to like maintain
1: him and stuff like that. You've um, got Jerome for the month. Congratulations! And, and so years in later, our yearly, monthly Jerome rally. Yeah, <laughs> the month of October goes ding, to ding, 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 ding. and so uh, the Johnsons. I Congratulations, like, Mister and Mrs. Johnson. You have Jerome for the month.
0: Fuck. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but 20 years later, the, the daughter of that family that he stayed with came back and visited him. And, and the witnesses said that his eyes lit up when he saw her because he like, used to uh, watch her play as a child. And he had like a soft spot for her. And he, it seemed like he attempted to talk to her, but he couldn't because he hadn't spoken in so long. So some theorized that his vocal cords were mm-hmm. just like strained or damaged from not using them.
1: Did they do... Um, oh, this was... Okay, this was older than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that okay, I guess it was the 1800s, so... Like, so, uh, the you know.
0: most investigating they did was probably like, Say, where do you come from, dear chap?
1: Uh, tree
0: Hmm, a mystery. We shall never know where this man came from. Uh, tr- oh, well. Triste. Throw him with his family for the week.
1: Tree
2: stay. Uh, okay. Tree Oh,
0: poor boy. He wants a tree. You want to see a tree? Come here, chap. No. <laughs> Set him alongside the tree. He wants to sit at the tree.
1: Do you think the kids were just like, "Hey, you're an adult, and we're gonna treat you like one"? And he was just like, "Yay, maybe." You know, that's yeah. why he was because I don't it know.
0: seemed like people just wanted to like all interactions. When the people were like,
1: "Oh my God, you're so weird. Where do you come from?"
0: And it was just it like, is hard to like. He hear was like,
1: the... <laughs> 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 well, that, "To be fair, yeah. I mean, you can't do. You can't be a middle <laughs> a, a middle school wolf girl. I mean, that's tough." To growl at people, is, it is I've hard. I've decided to I'm
0: going to start doing that. When people try to talk to me and I don't want to talk to them, I'm just going to look at them and go,
1: mm. I don't Rrr. want, we're not hanging out, I'm not hanging out with you if you start doing that.
0: We're going to go to the bar one night and someone's going to approach me and be like, hey, sorry, I just saw you. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> 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 Yeah, man, I mean, I hate that. I, I really do hate that. that For all the that's... Captain's
0: Log fans out there, don't approach me on the street because I will growl at
1: you. Yeah, don't approach me on the street either, but I just don't want to talk to you. It has nothing to do with uh I'll be normal about it.
0: <laughs> um it's interesting. You know, I read a b- bunch of other stuff where they just, you know, um uh, one guy claims to have and I'll link all the stuff in the show notes, but one guy claims to have solved it that he found some newspaper clippings from a Canadian uh newspaper at the time that said he was like this Italian uh, uh sailor and he was but which makes sense, but then in that he claims that he was sent to live at a like Catholic uh, like uh, church mm. with this priest, but I never. St- that's the only thing where I saw a claim of that because the, all the other claims said that he stayed with a, f- a family that literally charged people to come see him until the end, and he seemed um, fine mm-hmm. with it. He <laughs> seemed fine with it. They say. So. Well,
1: also, he didn't sound like... I'm starting to think I understand why this guy didn't fucking talk to anybody.
0: I mean, if my legs were cut off and then I was put on display, I probably would be pretty pissed and not talk I to mean, anyone.
1: imagine whatever happened to him was probably pretty traumatic. Yeah. So, so he gets found. You yeah. give about, I'm going to say, three months of getting over just the trauma of what happened to him, right? You're finally getting settled in. You're finally getting comfortable enough that you're mm-hmm. ready to open up to people. And they're like, hey... You want to pay money to see the legless weirdo, and it's like, mm, mm. there was like a, there
0: was a theory that perhaps he did he had uh, committed mutiny and um, he was punished for it, and the PTSD is what led to him not wanting to talk about the event or mm. talk in general that he was like he suffered extreme P- PTSD.
1: So, but when he was found, the legs his leg like they
0: were healing, but they weren't like fully healed. And the thing was, was so bloody. So, so okay. some men were out on a cliff. Overlooking the uh, beach And they had noticed a strange foreign white ship Come in to the beach They didn't think much of it Because ships were always coming in and doing that And the theory sure. is that that ship is what left him there um, And they had bandaged his legs pretty well though It wasn't like rough uh, right. or anything Right, w- yeah so it's like theorizing maybe his legs were cut off a little bit before he was dumped cuz they still bled onto the sand,
1: right? Right, but so, it was like, like he was bleeding like through his bandages yeah. maybe afterwards mm-hmm. or I just I'm a little mad at Jerome for not just he could have just like written it down at some point. And, yeah, well know, they brought yeah, they
0: brought him pen and paper and he was still like rrr, rrr, rrr,
1: you know. I just I just I'm a little mad he couldn't have just Or he did like, this
0: and this one's strictly for our video watchers. a sad little smile.
1: Mm, Yeah, that is... It is funny just to be like... It's like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Jerome, would you
0: like some food? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes or no, Jerome? Nod Uh, your head. The
1: the 13 reason why, girl, that that smile, (laughs) that stupid smile is is just...
0: (laughs) Just a little Italian man in like a little sailor outfit, just <laughs>
2: He's um, got the little hat yeah. on
1: <laughs> Well and anyway. It probably smelled bad. Oh yeah. It <laughs> was the eighteen hundreds. That's no on that. It wasn't Everyone about Italian people. Bad. It was the eighteen hundreds. I want to be very clear. <laughs> Mason
0: is racist towards Italians.
1: Let's move Shit. on. No, uh, wait. <laughs> the next. I don't want to close the book on that yet. Hold on.
0: Oh, you don't want to close the book on your racism towards Italians yet? No, you I don't want keep like going. The way- go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, I'm uh, really in the, the hole here.
0: <laughs> the next case uh, is that of the, the Charfield Railway Children.
1: That's an amazing band name. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, right? Char- you could drop Charfield, but the Railway Children? Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. In October
0: 1928, a train carrying 60 passengers was making its way from Leeds to Bristol. But it never reached the destination thick fog obscured a red signal by the charfield railway station and the train crashed into a freight train igniting gas cylinders and causing a fire 16 passengers died in the crash including two young children a young boy and girl burned so badly that they couldn't be identified no one came forward to claim the children and so the question of who the children were plagued those involved in the tragedy
1: there were no was it possible that parents just also died? I think you solved it, Mason. I don't think anyone ever considered <laughs> that <laughs> right? Like Well I guess the, the
0: theory, I guess the, the school father would be even if the parents
1: There'd be like someone there else there would be
0: like someone else that's like, Oh my god, my brother and his kids died here, I think.
1: I don't know. Could just be they were both single. Well the children. thing is
0: most of the people were identified. So that's why the children is such a mystery. Were they were they, all buried bu- in a
1: mass grave. Were they part? unidentified? God, mass graves are weird. It's, I don't like it. Um, I get uh, it, no, I think simplicity. It seems
0: like everyone but the children was identified. At, okay, well, that was At least sense, very then. close to everyone but the children.
1: Was that Everybody but two, one man and one woman. Anyway, uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery.
0: So um, several theories surfaced. Uh, one suggested that the two bodies weren't human at all. But we're actually ventriloquist dummies, Uh, which I love just someone Mm -hmm. not knowing what a this this that theory uh, wants you to uh, requires you to believe that someone would look at a wooden dummy Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: think that's a human body.
1: Well, you do know all ventriloquist dummies do have the bones of children in them for realism. So oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Well, at least all the ones that I have do. I put them there.
0: Uh, so listen, I you know I was gonna fly out this weekend, but I think I'm just mm-hmm. gonna have to cancel my ticket. Something came up.
1: I was like, you don't have to worry. Your bones would be too big to put into a ventriloquist dummy.
0: Oh, speaking of bones, Mason. Speaking of bones, our friend HVAC guy uh, uh-huh. has told me to, to let you know that you can have his and his wife's bones, and his as wife well as too? the as well as the bones of his father, uh, once they all <laughs> perish.
1: Do you know? I mean, honestly, at this point. So he was like, "Hey, so I, this he, said, a bit... he said,
0: he tell Mason this, and he's like, and see if that can get my nickname changed." So,
1: I thought we, I thought we changed it. What? Did we, yeah. Um. I. I mean. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is off the top of my head yet, but that obviously, HVAC bone guy. The fact that the fact that he put his wife, his yeah. wife and father in this yeah. is well, he said be... his,
0: he said his father, regardless of whether his father wanted to or not, he was gonna give you his bones. <laughs> Uh, and then he was like, okay, I'll give him my bones, too. And then he was like, let me ask my wife. <laughs> and I guess his wife reluctantly agreed.
1: I just, I, there's so much wild about this, but, like, so this has been a bit in my life for about two years now. The amount of people who have promised me mm-hmm. their bones when they die, mm-hmm. if half of them come through with it, I have at least six human bodies. Wow.
0: Not me, though. I I have not half given of my them,
1: bones. Half of them. I'm going to get those fucking bones <laughs> one way or goddamn another, Jose. You understand me?
0: Just on my deathbed, you make me sign them away to you.
1: <laughs> I'm a little worried because HVAC guy. I'll think of a new nickname. Mm-hmm. Has a kid, right?
0: Yeah, he said not his kid's bones.
1: Well, I don't want his kid's bones, but mm. I do want to. It's gonna be weird when I, you know, it's like it's I'm very, assuming a he's very got enough moment. time.
0: He's got enough time to 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 have her get her affairs in order. You know, my yeah.
1: Uh, hello, HVAC son, daughter, daughter. Excuse me, my name is Mason. Uh, I'm sure you know who I am. I've come to collect my debt. Give me the bones. Oh, please. He just passed away. Your father signed a contract? <laughs> I'm going to need my bones. Sir. <laughs> Give sir. Him- you know what? I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> Move out of the way. <laughs> Shaking a corpse? Get out of here. <laughs> I thought if I shook him by the ankles, they so they'd all fall out.
0: very long bones, too. He's like There's six foot something.
1: Do you think tall people have more bones? I'm
0: pretty sure they do, scientifically speaking. <laughs> As a scientist myself.
1: As a medical witness, I can guarantee <laughs> you that tall people actually have more bones. That's I'm not sorry, true. What's
0: your medical background? Oh, well, I saw the man get put into the
1: ambulance, so. Um, I'm sorry. Have you ever thought about it like this? Uh, how could me. This tall and Yao Ming, seven foot six, have the same amount of, amount of bones. Doesn't
0: make sense. Mathematically mm-hmm. speaking, scientifically speaking, doesn't make Is sense.
1: It? Is that? That's true. That's true. Jamie, look it up. <laughs> oh fuck me, they don't. Dude, that's wild.
0: That was a, my favorite episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. Was, was that episode?
1: So okay, so I'm just a regular doctor here to tell you that everybody's got the same amount of bones, generally speaking. Is that Jamie? Jimmy,
0: bring up – no, because I read – bring up the article from uh, Breitbart News where they talked about how people have – taller people have longer bones. This is true. Alex Jones was talking about this too. Bring, bring it up.
1: Emphatically, no, I'm just a normal doctor, and I can tell you for certain.
0: Yeah, but you work for CNN, don't you? Haven't you been on CNN? No, I mean, like,
1: you know – I've been on it I think as they're a paying doctor. you
0: to, uh, no, to say these things. I mean – No,
1: I get paid to be a doctor at a hospital. Because
0: – I don't know, because I read it on – on Reddit as well, I saw a thread on Reddit where they talked mm-hmm.
1: about it. Yeah, I went so to medical. Jamie, school for Jamie, we bring that years. up.
0: Okay, see, here's the thing, Doc. Right here, uh, Big Nuts McGee says that tall people have more bones than short people. That's what makes them taller. So, uh, where'd you go to school again? Because this guy, I don't know. I I trust him more than you.
1: John Hopkins. Never heard of him. You it. know what? I'm gonna put a gun in my <laughs> mouth. So, I gotta skip out of here. You know. You ever had elk meat? <laughs> Actually, it is good for you. I mean, you're not wrong about everything, okay? <laughs> Some things you're right about, and elk meat is good for you, okay? It's good for its lean meat. It's lean yes. protein.
0: Um, Moose meat. I've had moose meat, and that's very good, too. Oh, yeah? Um, But that was more – I think I got chased by a moose. So it was a bit of, like, closure for me to eat a moose, you know? Anyway,
1: Honestly, 100% – couldn't tell you if this is still part of a Joe Rogan bit. Or no, you this had is me. Mo- I know, I, it's true. <laughs> I was kidding. But that's a very Joe Rogan thing yeah. to say. It's actually kind of like emotional closure for me because <laughs> I got chased by a moose once.
0: Anyway, another popular theory was that they were not the bodies of children, but instead of small riding jockeys. <sighs> uh-huh. Some people, uh-huh. even- uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Some even claimed the story was a hoax generated by the media to make the accident even more tragic. You know that fucking media being like, you gotta be more sad about this horrible event
1: that happened.
0: Enemies of the people, man.
1: (laughs) God damn it. I love it. According (laughs) to Humans refuse to, are incapable of change. They are they have been we have been the same since the
0: fucking beginning. The only thing that has changed is the world around us, man. Anyway, according to one rumor, a woman came forward claiming the bodies belonged to 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 her two brothers. Yet the claim, if it happened at all, was never confirmed. Uh after a memorial was built for the victims of the crash, it got even stranger. Locals say that every year on the anniversary of the crash, a mysterious woman wearing a long black robe visited the children's grave. Her supple breasts. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) I don't know. It just felt like that's where it was going to go, you know?
1: No, that is a classic like the way men write women kind of thing of like.
0: No, what is it? They're always like calling it perky breasts. That's what they're always saying.
1: Perky but yeah. sad, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always shit like that. They're, where it's they're like, always like,
0: as she laughed, her perky breast bounced with every laughter. She was perfect, firm, firm. <laughs> <And> they <laughs> spent like the hint, three. They still. Well, we yeah, brought this they, joke up before, but it's insane because it still happens. They spent like three fucking pages describing a woman's body, and it's.
1: They always give it. They always do a normal adjective that's out of place, yeah. and then with like a like an emotion to yeah. it, Like her breasts were firm, but. Longing. And it's like, how the fuck? What? <laughs>
0: what do you mean by that? Anyway, so, so, so this mysterious woman in a long black robe visited the children's grave, you know, perky, sad, longing tits, and uh, she would leave behind flowers before departing in a chauffeured limousine. She visited every year until the early 1960s when a member of the media tried to approach her on the anniversary, and she ran off, and hasn't been back since. To this day, the locals will report sightings of the ghosts of the children standing hand in hand near the site of the deadly crash, seemingly waiting for someone to claim them so that they may rest peacefully.
1: I'll claim them. That's what oh, it takes to get those up. kids to heaven? I've just to got to report
0: in. Kids are gone.
1: Good, yeah, they're wow. mine. You did it. That's, that's did my it, great, 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 pappy. I, that was too many greats for <laughs> 1930. Great, great, pappy. Hey. <laughs> uncles, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, so was the woman, was that 100% true? Do we know Yeah, I that? guess, uh, you know, uh,
0: many different witnesses saw her.
1: Um, she mean, was never seen again thing, after the 1960s. That sounds like, like there was probably the just thing. like a sad old lady who felt bad that people, a bunch of people died. Right, that's what or I was going to say they were all anybody. in a mass
0: grave. So she could have yes. been visiting anyone, not just the children. And but then she, could, And then she could have yeah. been still going after, but just people didn't see her.
1: And that's true. Yeah, I don't know. We're I don't wild. know what
0: to believe, Mason. Mm. Next one, we're still on this little kitty train that we've j- jumped on. In the mi- What's up? <laughs> hey,
1: buddy, what's up with that? What do you mean by that? Uh, <laughs> I just didn't like that. Can we maybe take I mean, that me, from the top? Let me try and... that again.
0: We're continuing our love for children mm-hmm. in the...
1: Yeah. In the <laughs> <laughs> that was better. No notes on that one, actually. So the
0: next one is the green children of Wool Pit. In the mid-12th century, in the wool pit village of Suffolk, two young children allegedly emerged from a pit used for trapping wolves in the
2: area. Their Hi. skin... <laughs> Hello! Hello! Hi. We were in the wolf. wolf- Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Holy we just, fuck! We I don't just know if fuck is there. a word yet, but fuck me! We just got out, we, we were in there, we crawled in, and then we crawled out. I don't know why you're so afraid. Ah! <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs>
0: Ah! <laughs> this their skin had a greenish tint. They were dressed in strange clothing made from fabric no one could recognize, and they spoke a language no one had ever heard before. They were Boy, wearing a they were wearing a vans wool. shirt. They were, a <laughs> van shirt. <laughs> they were wearing a van shirt. Off the wall. What in the bloody hell is that?
1: Off the rock, I'm more like it.
2: Classic.
0: <laughs> When a local landowner first took the young boy and girl in, they refused to eat anything besides beans still in their pods sure. and continued to speak only in their mysterious language.
1: The l- I'm saying no no more beans, please.
0: Oh, my God.
1: What in the blazes are they saying? Sorry, we can understand you perfectly. If we don't If only we want- could understand them. Here, have some more beans in the okay. pods. Okay okay I do I will eat this cuz I am hungry um I was just trying to explain to you that my sister doesn't eat meat and I actually have a gluten intolerance so the beans are the only thing you've given us a steak and a loaf of bread you just uh, touch me stop fucking touching me wow. What is happening? stop poking so me green. Uh, <coughs> that, your finger went in my mouth
0: Get the town doctor in
1: (laughs) So green
2: So green
0: So the landowner eventually got them to eat normal food At which point the writings of the time say Their greenish tint disappeared They eventually Uh picked up enough English To try to explain what had happened to them The tale they told was bizarre Give me your best British child
2: for this we are the inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who was regarded with peculiar veneration in the country which
1: gave us birth.
0: These are children. Remember that this is a child speaking. I guess it's a different yeah. time. Anyway, continue. Totally normal. This yeah. is a totally
1: normal kid talk. Anyway, we are ignorant
2: of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day when we were feeding our father's flocks in the fields, nice, we heard a great sound. Such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's when the bells are chiming, and whilst listening to the sound, this is
0: what the sound, sound
2: admiration it
0: was. By the way, <clears throat> we can dance if we want to. We can oh, leave this world behind. Cause sister, if your friends don't dance, and if so they lovely, don't dance, well, are no friends of mine.
2: I feel such an. Emotion of overcome joy. No, actually, sorry,
0: that was a joke, guys. This is, I do actually have the sound. This is what it was described, and then this was found in like 12th century uh, writings. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga,
2: ooga. Anyway, continue. My favorite part is when he goes, I can't stop this feeling deep deep inside." inside. Anyways. Girl. Okay. (laughs) We became on a sudden, as it were, entranced and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. (laughs) Oh, beams. I'm sorry. (laughs) Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with that twilight which, among you, precedes the sunrise, or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. Oh,
0: I, so, sorry, kid, I felt <coughs> oh, my oh. accent can't have went away there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I fell asleep, and then I became southern huh. um wow, um, that was boring. Mm. could you just say that like you're from Mars
2: so from onto us to you bores the spoils of our labor and the fruit from which we sue. all right, fucking rob I to asleep again, oh my God, no, <laughs> no,
0: no. Shortly after this revelation, Richard DeCain, uh, or DeCalm, who was the, the, the landowner, he took the children to be baptized in a local church. However, well, One
1: thing I know for, for sure is that you do need Jesus. baptized.
0: However, the boy died soon afterwards through an unknown illness. The girl, later known as Agnes, continued to work for the landowner, Richard DeCalm, for many years before marrying the archdeacon of Eli, Richard Baer. According to one report, the pair had at least one child. To this day, no one knows for sure who the children were or where they came from.
1: They never, so she never cleared it up as she got older? She was
0: still like, yeah, I was green, came from uh, underneath the world. She was crazy. I
2: stand by my previous statements that I made when I was nine. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) About the land with the beams and the twilights. And the ooga chaka ooga ooga Yes. I will be taking no more questions at this press conference. Which I have invented in the, in the 13th century. Practice? Are we talking about practice? Not a game. Wow. No, not a game.
1: But practice. That's an Allen Iverson mm. joke. Yeah, He so- got drunk one time and skipped practice, and they were like, what the fuck? And he was like, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Practice. And it was great. <laughs> it was really fun.
0: So, this one could have a plausible explanation, Mason. It is quite possible that the green children of Woolpit uh, were descendants of Flemish immigrants who had been persecuted and possibly killed by King Stephen or perhaps, or Stephen, uh, Stephen, yeah, not Stephen, or perhaps King Henry II. Lost, confused, and without their parents, the children could have ended up at Woolpit speaking only their native tongue of Flemish, perhaps explaining how the villagers thought that they were speaking gibberish. Furthermore, bargain, you know, racism. Bargain.
1: I love that making fun of Dutch languages is coming back yeah, because have you? Fun. it's so, they're, I mean, it's such a silly language. Yeah. So, furthermore, I'm sorry, it is.
0: Furthermore, the green tint to the children's skin could be explained by malnourishment, or more specifically, green sickness. This theory is supported by the fact that their skin reverted to a normal color once Richard de had converted them over to eating real food.
1: Are we entirely sure they didn't just get eat something bad and get sick, like in a cartoon? Because I've seen cartoons. Yeah, and sometimes I don't know. I've, I've watched Looney Tunes, green. and yeah.
0: Bugs Bunny's always turning green when he eats something gross. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, crazy Check though. Uh, I do kind of like to to the idea of some strange land where everyone is green. Uh, yeah. And the sun never rises.
1: Do, do we know about the land
0: of Saint Martin? Uh, I did, I guess I should have looked into that. I don't know. I um. Let me let me see the land of Saint the land before time is that perhaps mm. what you're looking for? Ah, here we go. Yes, Littlefoot and his friends.
1: <laughs> it does immediately if you look up the land of Saint Martin. It does immediately just go to the Green Children of Woolpit. Yeah.
0: There looks like there's some drawings or there's an island. There is an island called Saint Martin. It's a mm. you know.
1: Well, so I think I mean your theory sounds good. To me, these sound like like uh, Norwegian esque kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I
0: I think yeah the I think you know green sickness is probably would, you know it's the green and also from the thirteenth century. So. Mm-hmm.
1: What's just weird is that they describe it in a sense that, like, it sounds like they fell through a portal. Like, yeah, like the bells rang. Right. They were standing in a field, the bells rang, and then they, like, fell through, like, they got teleported to a...
0: It sounds like that episode of uh, Gravity Falls when they fall into the bottomless pit. Mm, yeah. But instead of coming back into there, they just f- came into our world. No, you know what it's like? It's like the movie Enchanted. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. exactly like the That's movie. exactly it's like just the, like just the movie. Like it really is she came from andalusia no one had ever heard of andalusia mm-hmm.
1: andalasia andalasia so it doesn't matter it's made up
0: uh, it's based on a real story I think that actually happened to Amy Adams that's based... that's a, not a biographical it's <laughs> it's a, mm-hmm. bio, it's a biopic.
1: pretty sure it's about a princess who goes through a portal into the real world yeah Amy Adams what are you Amy Adams is a princess in my my eyes. I, uh, listen, I, subjectively, Amy Adams is a princess. Objectively, not a princess. What? No, she's just Hollywood. It's called Hollywood royalty, yeah. Jose. It's uh, not what you think it is.
0: I thought that meant that they were all princes and, and princesses.
1: Actually, what am I telling you? You live in LA. Listen, if Amy Adams walks down the street and she's like, out of my fucking way, you dirt people, and everybody has to move and bow to her, i <laughs> I don't know. Maybe It's very possible that that happens. I'm certainly not running into Amy Adams. You've got a higher chance of I it do. than
0: me. I do. Um, fingers crossed. Anyway, next one, Mason, <laughs> is the story. Get away
1: from me, you dirt person. Oh, man, I thought <sighs> meeting Amy Adams was going to be so much more fun. <laughs> this is completely unfounded Amy Adams slander. She's probably a wonderful person. I, I'm sure she is. Uh,
0: yeah, by all accounts, she seems to be. I don't know. Anyway.
1: But not my account. <laughs> all right, anyway.
0: Uh, Caspar Hauser, Mason. Does that name mm-hmm. sound familiar at all to you? Yes. You ever heard of this? This mm-hmm. little strange little I boy? I murdered
1: a young boy by the name, by that name. Sorry, long what was that? A long time ago. I murdered a young boy by the name of Caspar a long time ago. No. Oh, yeah, they Mason. made a whole, They made like three movies and a cartoon about it. Oh, Mason. Well, not about the murder, but about what happened afterwards.
0: Oh, it's Caspar the Friendly Ghost. Very good.
1: A little was... <laughs> a little... It
0: might be Caspar... Hauser. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Little was known about Kaspar Hauser when the teenage boy first appeared in Nuremberg, Germany in May 1828. He carried two letters on his person. One was addressed to the captain of the 4th Squadron of the 6th Cavalry Regiment, Captain von Wesnick. It's heading red, and this is where my 8th grade German comes into play here. <clears throat> Mrs. Yeah. Etheridge, if you're listening, I never forgot. That's heading red. Von der bayerischen Grans das Ort ist unbenannt 1828.
1: I think your bayerish was seemed a, it didn't seem aggressive enough. You rolled that too smoothly.
0: Bayerischen.
1: Right, that is better. Yeah, I was just you didn't give it enough guttural. <coughs> okay, here Schrader. Here I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know a little bit about German Von der
0: bayerischen Grans das Ort ist unbenannt.
1: Is that better. Yeah, I'm pretty sure from everything I know about Nazi movies <laughs> and um Arnold Schwarzenegger, that you have to yell really loud. Oh, uh,
0: okay, okay. Well, thank you. I'll I'll keep that in mm-hmm. mind. But it translated to from the Bavarian border. The place is unnamed. 1828. Shout out to from our Germany listeners. Bavarian border. Sorry. By the way, shout out to our Germany listeners who are, I think maybe the highest we get in Europe. So yeah,
1: guys. Yeah, dude. Because my last name is Schrader.
0: That's why. It's probably your cousins out there. Anyway. The lived, anonymous...
1: in, lived in, no, I, I couldn't even trace my fucking, <laughs> like, there's no one in my lineage that hasn't lived in Iowa or California that's eh, wild.
0: That you know of. The anonymous author said that the boy was given into his, ca- and then you're gonna we're going to get an email, and it's going to be like, Hello from Nuremberg, Germany. It is I, uh, Marson von Schrader. I am oh, Mason Schrader's sorry. long-lost cousin.
1: You've got the same name.
0: Yeah, well, it's Mason, not Mason,
1: <laughs> which is just German for which isn't even how names work, right? I mean, that would be a, that would be like if I was like, yeah, I have a cousin in Mexico who was like, "Hello, my name is El Masono Schradero." <laughs> that's not how names work, but that's what you just fucking did.
0: Pretty sure that's how they work, man. Anyway, the anonymous author said that the boy was given into his custody as an infant on October 7th, 1812, and that he instructed him in reading, writing, and the Christian religion, but had never let him take a single step out of his house. You know, as you (laughs) did. Okay, sure. The letter said, sounds like you kept this kid captive, but anyway, the letter stated that the boy now wished to be a cavalryman, as his father was, and invited the captain either to take him in or to hang the poor bastard. I like how this kid has done no crime, Whoa. and this guy's like, yeah, you could take him in. We I'll just kill fucking
1: him. kill him. So. I mean, I'm sorry. This is bizarre. You've just come to me, mm-hmm. the captain of a cavalry regiment. Yes. Handed me a letter. Yes, sir. That says you've never left your house before? Yes, sir. And now you've walked to me? Yes, sir. And I'm te- being told that you want to be a cavalry man? Yes, sir. And I can either let you, yes sir, or hang you. Oh, I'm sorry. It says what? It says right here. I can either fucking hell, take let me see you that. or hang you. Yeah. Oh no, that's a typo. I don't think no. Did you type this? No. I don't. It doesn't seem like a typo.
0: I think it mean I meant hang out with me.
1: No. Oh. Well, what if I don't want you? What if oh, I don't no. want to take you in? You're
2: not going to hang me, are you?
1: I don't know. Dance. Uh, Did little dance. Y- oh, that's wonderful. You're in. Cavalry man indeed. Phew.
0: So the other short letter was purported to be from his mother to his prior caretaker. It stated so that his... Th- this is
1: the, this is from the mom to the guy who would le- never let him leave the house? Yeah. It stated okay. that
0: his name was Caspar and that he was born on April 30th, 1812 and that his father, a cavalryman of the 6th Regiment, had died. Caspar claimed to have been held captive in a cell, but when prompted, couldn't say for how long or who it was that kept him there. Hauser became famous with hundreds of books, magazine articles, films, and even plays written about him. As one article published in November 1874 uh, in the issue of Overland Monthly and Out West magazine, God, miss those names, it noted and uh, Mason, give me your best. I don't know, s- s- uh, snobby, eighteenth-century p-
1: journalist. One of the strangest stories of the century is that of Casper Hauser. One. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give some notes on this reading. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, <clears throat> one of the strangest stories of the century is that of Casper Hauser. For a quarter of a century, 1825, 1828, to 1853, it is doubtful if any single individual in all of Europe was so much discussed or awoke so great an interest and curiosity. The newspapers on both sides of the ocean were full of him. Pamphlets and books were printed to. Oh shit, there isn't a comma there. Pamphlets and books were printed to sustain this. Or that theory of his birth and belongings, philanthropers, philosophers, and savants were aroused on his behalf. I'm sorry. More after this word from stamps.com.
2: Stamps.com. It was a
1: podcast. I'm doing a podcast. podcast. I was doing an $1,800 podcast.
0: He's doing an NPR podcast.
1: Um, Yeah. Also, they these these guys had their dicks. They were hard for this for this kid,
0: man. Anyway. He was taken in by a local schoolmaster, and his story only got stranger from there. Kaspar Hauser claimed that he was attacked on three different occasions. Once, in October 1829, while he was alone in a cellar and an assailant no one else saw, and that he could not describe, inflicted a superficial cut to his forehead.
1: Hey, it kind of seems like this guy's a fucking liar, and he just comes in and lies about things, and people were like... (gasps) No, 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 Is it true? Mason,
0: Mason, 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 Mason. No, no, no. Okay. Another time, he was alone in a room where an unseen assailant that no one saw and that he could not describe shot him, though he later admitted he shot himself. And finally, in December 1833, while he was alone in some public gardens, an assailant that he could not describe fatally stabbed him in the stomach. He died three days later, his life remaining a mystery.
1: Okay. So, Casper, buddy, we've been yes. through this. <clears throat> the yes. first time you came in with the forehead cut, right?
2: Right, right, Because right. the guy mm-hmm. came up to me and said, I'm going to cut you. and he mm-hmm. cut me just
1: just a little bit, not too hard. Yep. So we've got that in the notes, right? But what we don't have is what he looked like because you said.
0: Oh, right. Uh, it was. Um, um,
1: you said. He was tall. Quote. No, because you said, quote. I don't know what he looked like.
0: I, I do. Right? I do. That was on. Oh, you do know back. how what right, he looked. Right, okay, right, so right. what so, did he look like? He was tall. He was tall. Like seven, nine feet,
1: maybe nine feet. Uh, he was yellow. So this is the eighteen hundreds. We haven't had a person over six foot three yet. Yellow. Covered he was in nine feathers. Nine feet tall, yellow, and covered in feathers.
0: With like a beak. He that was a bird.
1: He was a large bird. A large
0: yellow bird, like uh-huh. a like a big like a big what's the word I'm looking for here, like a bird, but he's bit like a huge bird, like, like a, huge yes. bird is probably the name I'd give him.
1: Yes, okay, tall a huge bird. bird.
0: Okay, and he had like yeah,
1: and he and he was like, and he caught you on that. He just he caught said, you on the forehead. He said, "This he is from
2: Sesame
0: Street, bitch." And then he caught mm. me on the forehead.
1: Right, and then right, right, you got shot.
0: Right, so this one was a different bloke. Uh, He was like a little guy, like probably three to four feet.
1: Three to four feet. You've been attacked by a large bird. Right, let me finish. And now a three to four foot mm -hmm. tall man.
0: Less of a man, more like a monster. And he was was red, and he had like Uh like
1: an orange nose.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And he said, this one's from Sesame Street, bitch. And then he shot me. Okay, so they
1: both said it's from Sesame Street. Right, right, right. So... Uh uh-huh. um, So I, almost less of a mu- man or a monster, and I would almost describe him as a Muppet. Oh, that's,
0: that's very good, actually. That's a good, yeah, quite uh-huh. a good name, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one. You want to know about the last one?
1: Mm-hmm, Yes, because right, so, you've been yeah, I'm shot bleeding in the out. Storm. By the way, my intestines yes, you've been are stabbed coming out. But in the stomach, I can so, see that. So
0: for this one, it was this, it was a very nicely dressed gentleman, about, about you know four to five feet, like three to four oh, feet, probably.
1: I don't well. Know. Anyway, see, I, you almost range, gave me something believable, and then you didn't. He was
0: sharply dressed. He had purplish skin. He had a cloak on, and he continuously counted numbers. And this is what he said. And this is what he said. And this is what he said. <clears throat> one stab, ah, ah two stab, ah, ah three stab, ah,
1: ah Hey, Casper?
0: this one's from Sesame Street, bitch mm-hmm. and then he yes. stabbed
1: me in my stomach yeah, yeah, we're right. gonna let you die because we hate you you're the worst you've <laughs> oh. clearly done this to yourself you clearly made these right. things up right. okay,
0: okay, last request mm-hmm. last re- oh god, mm-hmm. I feel it oh, I see the light
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> can you tell me they tell me how to get to Sesame Street.
1: Oh. I hate this job. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so he's dead now. So he's
0: dead. So then the question remains, Mason: Who the fuck was this mysterious little boy?
1: That's a Some fucking people, good. I question. also
0: I imagine him because have you seen a picture of Caspar Hauser? Huh. He kind of reminds me. He doesn't you asked look that
1: like, like I, you thought like maybe there was a chance that I would be like, of course.
0: He doesn't look like him, but he reminds me of the um, uh, the uh, berries and cream. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to insert it here into the document mm. so you can see it.
1: Yes, he does. I am berries and I'm. cream,
2: berries and cream. I'm a
1: little lad who loves berries and cream. They made a TV show about him. Yeah. So some
0: people believe that Hauser was an undiagnosed epileptic and that some of his claims and visions might be medical in origin. Uh, We have talked about epileptics before on the podcast. Uh, The one that comes to mind is the uh, American cannibal. Um, God, what was his name?
1: Alfred Packer. Alfred Packer.
0: And, you know, we know that epilepsy can cause... More than more than just seizures, it can have other mental effects. Um, I just listened to a great series by the last podcast where they, tacked, uh, they talked about the exorcism of Annalise Mickle mm. and how perhaps uh, her epilepsy was, but brought on her visions and and her view that of these demonic possession or whatever. So that is a completely plausible, incredible theory that he could have been epileptic and and this was what behind it. Others believe that the poor boy must have been delusional and driven mad by neglect and abuse he suffered for much of his life. This, of course, is assuming that his story of abuse was indeed true. One widely repeated conspiracy theory holds that Hauser was actually the rightful heir to a royal throne, secreted away for some nefarious reason. After all, many said, why would the boy have been so mistreated? And why would several assassins try to kill a teenage boy if his existence Actually, wasn't did, a threat to someone powerful?
2: I did shoot myself the one time. Shut the fuck up, Caspar. Me. I shot to... myself right in the tummy. Ow. Shut up. You know, it's things like this that makes
1: me want to shoot myself again. I'm Australian now. <laughs> it's weird how I can do the Australian accent better than an English one.
0: Yeah, though popular. This idea has been widely discredited by scholars as unlikely. The gothic idea that a mysterious person of unknown origin may really be through the machinations of a powerful conspiracy, the rightful heir to royalty, was certainly not unique to Hauser. In fact, many such stories and rumors were quite popular in the first half of the 19th century. Of course, Alexander Dumas famously used that plot device in his book, The Man the the Mask, in the Iron oh. Mask,
1: main- <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, you were.
0: Hauser's death is widely regarded as suspicious, and his claim of being attacked is contradicted by several pieces of truly damning evidence, including what was and wasn't found at the scene of the attack. (laughs) At Hauser's direction, a small purse was found with a note that he claimed his attacker had given to him that, amazingly, mentioned his assailant's hometown. Why an assassin would intentionally give his victim a handwritten note that would later be discovered and partially identify him strains credulity and honestly paints them as a shit assassin.
1: I mean, you've clearly never heard of the This Is Where I Am killer, where every time he'd kill, he'd leave a note saying, This Is Where I Am.
0: That's fascinating that I haven't heard of him.
1: Uh, It is.
0: Even more damning for Hauser's Tale... Is what wasn't found in the gardens where he said he was attacked, a second set of footprints in the snow, is was never found, which, how did
2: it was, did a, it was f- a ninja, <laughs> he was flying on a, a hover a, a hoverboard. He had one of them sticks that you shoot the darts through.
0: Yeah, but you got stabbed in the stomach.
2: Got me in the neck.
0: you did. Right, and then how did he stab you then, mate? How did he well, manage did, to... Do...
2: How else would you stab somebody with a knife?
0: Yeah, but there's no footprints, though. How did he... Look, it's right here. No, right, but he how did he... Me, there's he no footprints! He didn't walk up to you!
2: Well, look, I said he was flying.
0: Oh. Right, okay, case closed. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. Be on the lookout. Put an APB Flying Assassin Ninja... Ninja. uh, Out there murdering people.
1: Oh, was this near Hamsburg? Yes, he left us a new... Oh, fuck, all right.
0: And then they pull up and there's just a flying ninja assassin, and he's like, "Hey, you caught me!"
1: Honestly, I didn't think he was telling the truth. I'm this is wild. <laughs>
0: Even more uh, damning, uh, yeah, so it is widely believed that Hauser stabbed himself, probably for attention and had simply injured himself more grievously than he had intended.
1: Yeah, right, because he obviously cut himself on the forehead, and he was like, somebody tried to kill me! And they were like, that's not nice. that bad. And then he was like, this will show them...
0: Oh, fuck it, oh, fuck me, oh my god, no. He's doing that thing where it's like the 21 Jump Street when the teacher gets his dick shot off, and he's like, grab my dick! His <laughs> intestines are falling out, he's like, help they put them back Grab my dick! Uh, yeah. um, so... At the time, many suspected that Hauser faked the attacks and attempted assassinations on himself. This is hardly a thing of the past. Even today, uh, people sometimes fake assaults, abductions, and even their own deaths. Some people uh, have a disease called uh, Munchausen's Munchausen's, uh, Syndrome, which uh, they intentionally injure themselves for sympathy and attention. So he could have been suffering from this as well. If this was the case for Kaspar Hauser, we will not know. The mystery of who he was and where he came from will seemingly remain unsolved. It is this podcaster's humble opinion that he did make up the attacks and the notes were fabricated as well, but we still don't know who he really was. So.
1: Wild. Yeah, he sounds like a liar. Anyway,
0: this next one, Mason, you've definitely heard of. The date was November 24th, 1971. And a man assuming the identity of Dan Cooper hijacked a Boeing 727 while it flew over Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. Successfully extorting $200,000 as ransom, which is well over $1.1 $1. 1 in today's currency. Dramatically, Cooper then parachuted from the plane at midnight to make his escape.
1: Cool. Pretty I fucking rad, story. right? I yeah. love it. So the Best movie ever made about this, Into the Wild. No, not Into the Wild. What's the one with <laughs> Matthew Lillard? Um, up, uh, up. like up Creek. I don't think that's the actual name of it, but it's something like that. Oh, without a paddle. That's it. It's without a paddle.
0: It's about DB Cooper.
1: Uh, yeah, it's Seth Green and Matthew Lillard and one other guy. Oh, yeah. Go out into the woods to find DB. Uh, DB Cooper. watch that. Money. It's not that good, but it's. Like I love it's,
0: anything Matthew Lillard is in. I so. I know.
1: Me too. He's great. I love he's him. He's the best. I He's want him to have, like, another, like, a little run here at the end. But. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Cooper was a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid-40s. Wearing a business suit with black tie and white shirt, he ordered a bourbon and soda while the flight was waiting to take off. And a little after 3 p.m., he called the stewardess over and handed her a note indicating that he had a bomb in his briefcase and wanted her to sit with him. Because he was lonely, you know? He just wanted Honestly, to talk to you someone. you
1: think at that point the nurse was just like, Ugh. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, again, like, this is the third guy who told me he had a gun under my head to make me talk to him.
0: Yeah. So the stunned stewardess did as she was told. Opening a cheap attache case, Cooper showed her a glimpse of a mass of wires and red-colored sticks and demanded that she write down what he told her. Soon, she was walking a new note to the captain of the plane that demanded four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills.
1: Yeah, I don't just, I just don't know if we need to give it to him or not because honestly he opened the case and it kind of just looked like some summer sausages with some wires on top. Oh, well then. Like it looks like, you know how you, you know what dynamite looks like in cartoons? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he put, like he it looks like he thought that maybe the summer sausage would look enough like dynamite. And then he just put broke an alarm clock. I mean,
0: we've got nothing else going on today. Fuck it. Just, yeah, do it. We're just going to do that? We're going (sighs) to get robbed by the pony man? I mean, this is kind of a cool story to tell.
1: Yeah, that's true. Are we good at our jobs? Yeah, I think we're... No, no. Yeah, we're not. No, we're not. I took six quaaludes this morning. Oh,
0: fuck. I took seven. I'm not even okay, flying plane gonna right I'm going to give
1: that man his parachute. I know you really oh, shit. should be.
0: <laughs> they're talking at the back of the plane as the plane is just nose diving. When the fly...
1: <laughs> I can hear you. You guys are right next to me. Hi, it's real dynamite. I can hear you. Oh. You guys are high as shit.
0: Oh, my God. We're going to crash. We haven't taken off. We're still... I didn't even on tell you Monday. I had a
1: bomb. This is just my lunch. I just asked for water. I don't... It's a sandwich. Give him the money quick.
0: (laughs) When the flight landed in Seattle, the hijacker exchanged the flight's 36 passengers for the money and parachutes. Cooper kept several crew members, and the plane took off again. Ordered to set a course for Mexico City. Somewhere between Seattle and Reno, a little after 8 p.m., the hijacker did the incredible. He jumped out of the back of the plane with a parachute and the ransom money. The pilots landed safely, but Cooper had disappeared into the night. Due to a miscommunication, the media dubbed him D.B. Cooper, and the legend was born. While many doubt that D.B. survived the jump, no one knows the true ending to his story, and it stands as the only unsolved air heist in commercial aviation history. Many, like the FBI, like the, the FBI, (laughs) <laughs> they <laughs> do be lying Good one Yeah, hey, thanks
1: that's, uh, Jesus Christ, are we on the <laughs> Daily Show? Wow, hot humor there
0: Ooh. Many like the FBI believe that Cooper didn't survive his jump from the plane after all, the parachute he used couldn't be steered. His clothing and footwear were unsuitable for a rough landing, and he had jumped into a wooded area at night. A dangerous proposition for a seasoned pro, which evidence suggests Cooper was not.
1: It is so funny because I always think about, like, wow, this guy was, like, really smart, and yeah. then you, like, read that list, you're like, what a you fucking he was idiot. You like, know, he was like, oh, shit! <laughs> Just... <laughs> You know, he died like, um, like the police chief from, um, or, uh, not the police chief, the, the grocery store owner from, um, Hot Fuzz, where he's got yes. like a branch sticking yes. up yes. to his mouth. and he's just like,
2: oh, oh. <laughs> 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 just impaled on a fucking branch.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, uh. we, you guys
0: all watched Loki. It was Loki. He was DB Cooper.
1: Oh, yes, it was Tom Hiddleston. Uh,
0: So this theory was given an added boost in 1980 when a young boy found a rotting package full of $20 bills, which was $5,800 in all, that matched the ransom money serial numbers. But for its part, the FBI kept an active investigation open for 45 years, but never got close to solving the infamous case.
1: Did they do an investigation into where the money was found? Yeah. Like they, like they like they like looked around. They yeah, I guess
0: they didn't find anything else. Hmm. So, I do I kind of think that he maybe survived. Hurt, but he survived. I mean, if they found 5,800, I guess it could have been washed down.
1: Yeah, there's so mm. many things. Cuz I wonder like if they
0: only found that much, then maybe he got away with the rest. But also
1: if he got away, why would he've lost the how did he how would he've lost just that small yeah. amount but kept everything else?
0: That's true. Anyway,
1: yeah. Crazy, probably. though. It's fun. It's probably I like dead it. now. Yeah.
0: I like it. It's a very fun one. It is. And finally, we have another aviation-themed mystery to end, but this one is a bit less Fast and the Furious and much more Twilight Zone.
1: I'm sorry. Did you just refer to <laughs> D.B. Cooper as Fast and Furious? I couldn't think
0: of like a movie that it would be in, and I was like, yeah, maybe Fast and the Furious. Mission Impossible? Uh, Ocean's Eleven? I don't know.
1: Seems like a Christopher Nolan type of thing. This okay here. I'll, let me try that again. And finally,
0: we have another aviation-themed mystery to end, but this one is a bit less *Tenet* and much more *Twilight Zone*. I haven't watched *Tenet*. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that. I just think fits. it
1: was. I just can't get over now thinking D. V. Cooper being like, "It's about what?
0: familia." Yeah, him being like, "One last ride."
1: It He's wasn't just, actually. <laughs> he didn't actually order a order a bourbon and scotch. He ordered a Corona. And he drove a
0: car out of the airplane.
1: <laughs> Into it, Do Yeah. So, yeah, this one's a bit
0: more Twilight Zone, so let me do my best ride, Sterling. <laughs> July 1954. July 1954 in Tokyo's Aneta Airport. A middle-aged Caucasian man approached customs following his arrival from Europe. Hello. <laughs> he seemed a perfectly normal gent, but things took a strange turn when he was asked for his country of origin. He proudly proclaimed that he was from Taurid, you know, the little spot between Spain and France. Well, oh, that's right. Taurid didn't exist then, and it sure as hell doesn't exist now. Despite it'd be this
1: weirder, fact- It'd be weirder if it didn't exist then, but it but does, now? does exist now. Right. Like, that'd be weird. time traveler, yeah. Yeah.
0: Despite this fact, the gentleman had a Taurid-issued passport that was stamped indicating his previous customs dealings in Japan and various other countries in the real world. When he was presented with a map, he swore that the country of Andorra was mislabeled and existed in the place where Tarid should. The man's claims were dismissed. After all, the company he said he represented didn't exist, nor did the bank listed on his checkbook, and in perhaps the most bizarre twist, he and all his documents vanished the next day, seemingly into thin air.
1: It's almost like he tried to lie and then got caught, so he left.
0: Leaving us with one of the strangest unsolved mysteries to date. Or so it would be if it wasn't all hooey. What? As fun as this story is, Mason, it is unfortunately nothing more than mere fabrication.
1: It's made up. Is this what the movie Terminal is about? Sure. With Tom, with Tom Hanks? I think so. It's not. It's not about this at all. But it, Anyway. <laughs>
0: so this story is completely made up. It was really got me. I was like, wow, that's super cool.
1: I've heard this story and, before. Yeah, yeah, and
0: so I was like, wow, fucking made up. But it does have bases and draws inspiration from a very real story. So the following comes from a 1960 newspaper article. Uh, do you want to do the honors here, Mason?
1: Everyone who has run, I, I don't have a good accent for this.
0: Uh, nineteen sixty. Just news reporter, I guess.
1: But I was, I didn't want to do like the forties news. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. I
0: was gonna do that. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, maybe like a Kennedy.
1: Hey,
0: everyone who has run an official dime to his cost and wondered.
1: I don't know. It sounds older than the. It fo- does, um. right? <laughs> I. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Everyone who has run into officedom to his cost and wondered at the ridiculous questions asked of tourists will have sympathy for a man erroneously named John Allen Kuchar Zegras. Yeah. Continue. Oh, this is a. Mr. Zegras wanted to travel around the world to impress officials. He invented a nation, a capital, a people, and a language. All these he recorded on a passport, which he made himself victims of the bureaucracy all over the universe. will be delighted to hear that he was wonderfully received everywhere. Well, almost everywhere. John claimed to be a natural Ethiopian and intelligent... Wait, what? Naturalized? Yep. John claimed to be a naturalized Ethiopian and an intelligent agent for Colonial Nasir.
2: Colonel
1: Nasir. Fucking shit. John claimed to be a naturalized Ethiopian and an intelligence agent for colonialness. <laughs> you just fucking told me what it was. My brain hates the word. Cur- it's curl? colonel. It hates that word. I, whenever no I read it.
0: it, I always read it as colonel, and I'm like, that's yes. not right. It's colonel. Yeah.
1: English is a shit language. It. John claimed to be a naturalized Ethiopian and an intelligence agent for Colonel Nasir. The passport was stamped and issued at Tamaran Asset, the capital of Tared, south of the Sahara. Any places so romantically named ought to exist, but they don't. John Allen your char Zurgis invented them. I'm leaving that one in. Armed with this wonderful document, Mr. Zergus traveled royally through the Middle East accepting homage as he went. And if there were any doubters, they were invited to read a kind of proclamation beneath the National Turret stamp. It read... Nope.
0: Uh, yeah, because
1: that wasn't super African sounding. But... Well, Yeah. That's because it's gobbledygook. Right. That was the clincher, but didn't mean anything in any language. I love how that was the thing like, right? yeah. "Well, Okay, well, that sounds well, good. All right, sure. The gallant jester for the individualist, unfortunately, ended with the Japanese in Tokyo. They began looking up maps. John Allen in, is in court, a martyr to Japanese thoroughness. <laughs> right. <laughs> his action takes uh, precedence we think over the american citizen who flew his own plane round the world wearing his own uniform receiving homage from all the sundry or, or from all and sundry But the more we ponder Mr. Zegris, the more we wish there had really been a place called Tamaranasset in the delectable country of Turid south of the Sahara with a language like the one Zergus invented all its citizens would be blessed with John Allen's sterling attitude towards collectors of useless information. That journalist hated bureaucracy. Yeah, he was
0: really fucking,
1: like, <laughs> against it. Um, and yeah. remember, folks, the only good accountant is a dead one.
0: What? Well, we can't print that. We can't this put it. in This has been
1: Mason Schrader signing off.
0: So, yeah, so the... the Burn
1: r- down a post office.
0: So the story that we talked about first was not real, but it was based perhaps on this story of John Allen Kushar Zagres, who was this guy who got around the world with a fake passport. And then when he got caught, he was like, oh, man, you, and, got uh,
1: you got me, you got me. So that's that, Mason. Um, Very fun Those were certainly Some mysterious people some Mysterious In people. varying degrees Of mysterious situations
0: Indeed Indeed Thank you everyone For listening to this Lost Log We're excited to be back We'll see you next week With a A regular episode um, Some Some uh, Housekeeping items Before I forget uh, I want to let you guys know That you can now fa- uh, Review on Spotify uh, yeah. Spotify has added a review option So go and give us five stars I don't know if you can write a review, but I know that you can rate a show. So go leave us a five-star rating, and we'll really, we really appreciate it because you know it just helps the show grow. Uh, another thing is we, of course, have merch over at T Public. Uh, I think they're offering fifteen percent off right now if you uh, enter your email. And if not, I think they've got a sale coming up soon. They're always having sales. Uh, yeah. And honestly, if you want to support us, merch is the best way to do it. So we yeah. get uh, probably the most kickback. Um. And uh, one last thing is Max and Jose, my other podcast. Uh, it's going to return for season two soon. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And And uh, thank you, Mason, for coming back. And we're doing this. And here's to 2022. Yeah. And more spooky shenanigans to be had.
1: Yeah, but like fun spooky, not but like... fun spooky shenanigans. Well, I'll give... I'll
0: give... Let's see, okay. I'll give a bit of a tease of things that we're going to cover this year. We're going to cover... Uh, men who went into the wilderness who just fucked off into the wilderness you know Mm. uh like um grizzly man we're definitely going to talk about that at some point db cooper uh db cooper um maybe like chris mccandless uh we're going to be talking about kiplin davis uh if you know who that is we mentioned a little bit with uh cameron when he was on the podcast uh we're definitely going to be talking about and this one's going to be a tough one but we're gonna we're gonna do it and do our best to pay respect but Zach Bowen and Addie Hall, which if you know that case at all, it's a very tragic case of uh, two lovers and death. And we'll have a fun discussion about what is okay to do with true crime. Uh, Like... uh, Mm. Like, a, we're
1: going to uh, be, are we going to be, instead of doing a true crime podcast, are we going to have a true crime ethics podcast now? For that episode. <laughs> I I'm, I exci- you know, legitimately excited. Someone's got to start, we got to start yeah, in rules one, to That one is going to, gonna,
0: that's going to be one where I think we have to take a good look at ourselves and at true crime in general and be like, what is okay and what isn't
1: okay, you know? And also, feel free
0: to suggest
1: to pre-register to sign up for Jose and I's podcasting school. It's a college. <laughs> That we're opening all online, where we'll teach you the fundamentals of podcasting. It's a two-year degree, and yeah. it is mm-hmm. a hundred thousand dollars for all for for all four years. But I almost got... said for the degree. Yeah, but that makes it sound like you pay for the degree, which you certainly yeah. don't. Oh shit! They can't hear oh. us winking. <laughs>
0: But anyway, I'm excited though. We've got we're gonna be covering some good ones. And one I'm really excited, we're gonna do uh Comte de Saint Germain, which is the weird vampire maybe Ooh, alchemist yeah. guy that we talked about. So anyway, we've got some fun shit coming up, guys. So uh And I know it feels like
1: left. as of right now that the world is just punching us into the dirt. It is. You know, but that's... maybe for an hour we yeah. can forget that, huh? That's fun. Yeah. We can forget it. Yeah. A city worker almost saw my twig and berries the other day because oh. they were had to take something off the street light, and I was it was the morning it was like I was getting ready for work, yeah. and we got like along the bathrooms over here and the bedrooms over there, so I got out of the shower and I had to walk to the, the bedroom and
0: and the and the street worker went,
1: yeah he did he made a he turned into a, a whistle yeah like a train horn his,
0: his face became a wolf face and he went nope. ooh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yep. Uh, and then and he
1: died he fell off the ladder so
0: thank you everyone we'll see you next time and uh,
1: stay safe out there and Bye. don't
0: don't oh. become a mysterious person in a mysterious case
1: or well, do it'd be but, like sexy though oh yeah we want yeah. go to your bar order like order a, order a drink that you hate order like those like straight whiskey things mm. wear sunglasses mm-hmm. the whole yeah. time and look sad yeah smoke a cigarette and when they yell tell you you can't <laughs> Put it out. Don't, it be, out. don't, be, don't mean, be a dick. Don't all right? be a dick. You know? yeah, Those people a dick. are
0: working. You mm-hmm. came into their place of work. You know, don't yeah. be a difficult customer.
1: Yeah. Be mysterious. Don't be a dick. That's the motto That's for the 2022. Motto. Cheers. Bye. Oh, sorry. Go. I mean, whatever. Bye.